They don't make people like they used to. And that's a good thing. <laughs> Could you imagine your father or your mother being in this conversation? How would they do? What would they? I mean, that might be a great way to participate in this space tonight. It's like, who? how would your mother or father be here when Aunt Chloe starts reading? It's reporting reading. in progress. That was a long delay. <clears throat> I'm not sure what was recorded, but we're in this place of starting over and starting over and starting over. And each time a brand new for putting all your chips on the table at the same time. It's a gambling metaphor. You know, it has, it's like putting your aces on the table. This is a card playing metaphor. And like, this is a space to do that. And so I'm, I'm glad to be here with you all. And I'd like to just check in for a moment to see if you're bringing anything in particular from your experiments this past week. And I would add, especially if you have gone through the disjointment process, if you can have any reports from that. I I haven't been through the process, and I have an uh, EHP next Friday for that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Meredith, you look a little disjointed. Can you report? <clears throat> Still disjointed, but we, but I did have the work talk about child making yesterday. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought everybody knew about child making. <laughs> they do. And now we know more. <laughs> and we, you have to give a little more context about what yes I will and I want to show you a map would you like to could I, would you like to see a map look this is not an x-rated show <laughs> <laughs> it is not an x-rated show so if it's a non-x-rated map we'll be okay it's a non-x-rated we hold it I mean I'm yeah. sweating already <laughs> from the heat over here but now I'm sweating twice as much Okay. Can you see it? Yes. Sort of. Okay, sort of. Yes. Okay. So it's the map of blocking archetypal relating. And we're dis we were discovering this from the position of being the maker. So when I'm in the role of, of the persecutor, I'm acting as child maker. And part of this is all about I need... I need to save you. Meredith, is it possible that you would be the place of the rescuer? You'd be child making. Did I say that's what I meant? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I meant rescuer. Did I say Great. Okay. So in this position, yes, as the rescuer, you're the child maker. Um, the other position that we discovered is when you're in the role of the persecutor, you're actually pig making. And so this is more like you idiot, you should know better, um, kind of keeping track of the other person and saying like, this is how it is. I know how it is. This is how it is from this place of superiority. And then down in the victim role, there's actually two positions. 
One, as a victim relating to a persecutor becoming a monster maker. So it is the other person, like, I am pathetic, fix me, you made me this way. And then the other way of relating as a victim is relating to the person as um, your rescuer. So they, it's hero making. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's like, tell me what I need to do, help me. Mm-hmm. And so these are different roles to be in when blocking archetypal relating. And this was part of what the work talk was about. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. We had a lot of fun. There's a camera woman. <laughs> and there's a what? Camera woman. Who's the camera in? It's Nicole. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, Meredith, Meredith. Deals, deals. Hey, deals. I get the first deal. Good, go. Good. I need that. Go ahead. I need that a fo- good photograph of the map, and I need it in like a word so people can read it. You know, all the contents or or clarified contents. You know, in a word document or a PDF, so it's just really clear. Because that we need to share that. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. So both the original, you know, photograph of the map, and then also in word something like that. Thank you, and yeah. and. The second one was uh, tape. Do you have a video of the work talk? What's yes. It, what's it called? It's still being uploaded. What's it called? That was the answer to a different <laughs> question, Meredith. I said, what's it yeah. called? It's called the introduction to blocking archetypal relating child making. Thank you very much. Yes. We'd like to put it on the PM YouTube channel also. So if you could give us a copy or show us where we can download it. That'd be super. Yes, I will. Thank you. Now, what teamwork? Thank you. For a deal. For a deal is when is your next work talk, Meredith? <laughs> Before you leave the bridge house. Before you leave the bridge house. That's in That's four days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we had it as an inter-bridge house, in, inner-bridge house work talk because lots of people were interested, but it was only our bridge house that came. So I would need some feedback for how I can make it more available to other people to join us. Well, legend making. You have been hiding under a rock. And mm-hmm. so the legends of Meredith have not gone into the village the recording and the map being posted on the Telegram group and then on the PMTV will help with the legend, the building the legends of Meredith Wick. And there's many, I know the website is very bare and it's. I have that on my workbench to work on the legend making website, but there's many ways to create legend making actions that then people want, want to be around what you're delivering, be around your value. And so that's definitely something to work on for you. Great. Thank you. And for the date, I don't know. <laughs> but there will be another one. Okay. Okay. Thank we you. We want the next one. Somebody else. Anything else? Yes. I want to thank this space, or I want to thank you and Chloe 
for destroying my life. And it started with this, uh, with the upcoming clarity of this distinction of beyond repair that came up in, in the Rage Club spaceholder training when you offered me this, this door to jump on the train and I just failed by asking me to deliver that to another man, what, what that means to go on this journey beyond repair. And since then, I have been listening to, to the study group calls and I've been freaking out. I've been dying. I've been, my, my underworld has just so exploded and hearing this new clarity. And I've decided to go on a three week emotional healing process journey from that point on and did 15 emotional healing processes in, in three weeks. And I, I noticed that so much of me that I thought was me could still fall off and is still falling off. And it's insane. It's so, it's beautiful. It's, I, I didn't think that this was possible. And I, I started to having these conversations when I go out into the world with people about, about patriarchy, about, that there's a new culture emerging. When I'm sitting in the sauna and there are five men, I say, hey guys, do you know that this is possible? <laughs> and two of them are engaged and three are freaking out. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's an, like, I, I start getting that it's actually, there is actually a new culture and we can speak about it. And by speaking about it, it becomes a possibility for people to step into it's not like it's not just a fantasy or it's not just it's not just a personal development journey it's actually a new space of relating that occurs on planet earth a new possibility for relationship mm -hmm. for relating for relating in it and yeah and i've been like starting to have these conversations also here in the community and we have this uh we had this uh, this what came up basically is there is so much more rage than I thought there would be. There is so much more anger, clarity to be, to be spoken. Basically, we have this Laura and I who have this un ongoing wonder of space of unfolding experiment at the moment going on. We we started when we have a little conflict coming up. We say, okay, let's rage together. Let's rage. And we speak for five minutes and there's so much clarity, so much love coming through. Before we would take hours to stay in the shit in the swamp and we'd just be like, this is not working. This this is what's going on. And then we're just like, thank you. Yes. Wow. And, and then we started doing this in the community. We started saying, we need to speak more about what's ang what's not working, what what's going on. We, we made this one hour space of just standing in the circle, everybody's saying what's not working for for 40 minutes, basically four people standing in a circle. And there's so much coming through, so much what is unsaid. And, and it's just like, well, we need to do this for a year. And then there's m maybe more of archiarchy, more of, of this new culture. Well, I would attend that work talk. 
<laughs> well, Mark, you might just have to start it yourself. You know, have another. I might. Why not? You know, we don't have to have a scarcity of work talks. Mm-hmm. You know, the geniuses like you guys, we don't need a scarcity of work talks. And and I have a question following up from that, because what if what a place that I come through at the moment for myself is. I see that all feelings are in a way also made up. Everything a person feels has is a choice in some way. And that is just somewhere inside of me breaking me apart because I don't like what's what's real. It sounds like a question that is so good. It's not worth destroying with an answer. So this is called having a a quest ion. And let an ion is a particle with a charge that can be moved around by different fields. So you hold that question in your belly as if it's a stone, and you just hold that question in you, but it's charged, and the universe can feel the charge and echo the Earth Coincidence Control Office. It can feel the charge also, and it moves you in places that that are useful for echo or for you or for somebody else. But if you hold, if you don't have a question, you're basically a zombie. You just, you, you just stand around until some noise distracts you and you just mechanically do something like a dog, you know, dogs sit there and you clap their hands and they go oh, oh, like this. So, but so, so it, cool. You've got a question. Thank you. Jacqueline, we're Jacqueline, ready. we're ready. Yeah, but Marina, yeah, Marina, Marina, and then Jacqueline. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling um, things here, and and. I see that my my mind wants to speak something and my heart wants to speak something. And what I what I'm feeling this meeting is that my heart is is like I I want to say I love you. Like I want to say that that all this longing that I I was feeling like there's this space in me. I had this hole. I saw the hole in my heart, and and I'm I'm filling up with this love that I'm experiencing. And uh, and I I I re- I realized in this this longing is a lot about village. Marina, you're not opening your eyes. <laughs> This is a celebration. <laughs> the fact that you can feel this and say it is a huge celebration, Marie. Thank you. Thank you. I want to say again, I love you. 
<laughs> That's all that's gonna happen in this Welcome to the place where you can say that and feel <laughs> safe enough to say it. Thank you. Thank you. Were you going to say something else, Marina? Yeah, I just want to say that I, uh, yeah, there is so much transformation happening and I feel I'm letting all the fantasy world that I built in my life falling like ex and so many projections that I had about things, constructs and relationships and so many things like like i'm <laughs> just falling falling apart falling apart wow. <clears throat> yeah. yeah thanks for that thank you like mount vesuvius no it's not it's fine and I want to announce that our bridge house is going to Cape Verde. Whoa! Oh. Where is that? Where is that? This is Cabo Verde. Yeah, Cabo Verde. It's okay. a Portuguese. Yeah, but I didn't get what you said. Okay. What you said. Okay. The bridge house, the bridge house, the the rice and beans bridge house that we are announcing this week. Rice and beans. Oh, uh, rice and beans. Bet Marina and Sarita. Uh, right. Nice. Yeah, there is a tree cell that is Habet, Sarita, and Marina, and we we are creating a bridge house with children. Yay! What a great environment. Yeah. I've heard those are wonderful places. I'd like to go there someday. Cool. When is it? When are you going? In February. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Ah. Thank you. All right, Jacqueline, now it's your turn. But there's there's something happened last time we saw you. Something changed. Good morning from Guatemala. Hello, everyone. Um, Atitlan. What's that? Lake Atitlan. Yes, Lake Atitlan. Uh, there are birds here saying hello also. And... I I joined a couple minutes late, so I I I missed the prompt, but I'm getting the sense that it's just what are how is this call impacting our lives? Something like that. So I'll just go. <laughs> you don't answer questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm just gonna go. So there's so many things that are touching my life like on and on yeah I could cry again I think I'm gonna cry every time I join this call because uh yeah there's so many people who are touching my life and the thing that's really alive for me right now just in the past couple of days that's coming into my field really strongly is about inner structure and um I want to thank you first and Chloe so much for 
the gold that you shared at this women's circle in the Heal from School Lab in Poland this year. And you shared with another woman about how she needed to build her inner structure. And I knew when you were sharing it, it was like, it was also for me. And I'm so grateful because it's, yeah, I'm also reading the, the No Reason book, print in your book now. And I just read the part about these two phases um, from Arnaud de, my French is terrible, Desjardins. <laughs> That's it. And, and, uh, and this part about like the two phases of sort of developing this inner structure and the ego, and then the part of like expanding it into, you know, something much bigger than oneself. And it's funny, uh, Marina, that you said that you're, you're, you said something about your, you're empty or um, like you're being filled up by this love and, and this theme of, I, I had this other conversation recently with a woman about holding empty spaces in myself, because if I'm already full, like nothing can come through. And so I'm just kind of connecting these dots about like, be, like I'm still in this phase of building my inner structure to like hold the the love and the vessel for things to come through and and just really seeing that and so eagerly wanting to already fully be of service and already be you know dissolved and annihilated in love and I and I and I'm working on my patience to just keep going step by step so I just I'm so yeah I also so you feel so held by this village and I feel yeah I, I love you too and I'm I'm just so glad to want to be here with you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Jacqueline. Thank you, Jacqueline. I don't, Jacqueline, are you in the group with Isabel about inner structure? Yes. Great. Just for people listening also to the call is Isabel Estel is doing some really profound, deep, and almost only focus on building her inner structure at the moment. And it she is really starting over, trying to sense into this energetic structure that is called the in the inner structure. So in realizing, and as she's facing into her lack of inner structure, she's realizing everything that she built instead to be able to live, be in the world. Mm -hmm. And all of it is a lot of rules, a lot of shoulds, a lot of pressure, a lot of manipulations and control, because that, that would be the thing that would seem to, to, to hold, to hold, you know, for her to hold herself up, but from the outside, all of it, it's from the outside. And instead the inner structure is really to build this core from the inside so if you're interested, please reach out to Isabel. She's doing really fantastic research and researching it and sharing it. Thank you. I'm going to jump in and share some. It's not a personal research, and however, and and it's been in my in my field. So I want to share it, which has been this movement from from the women of Earth. And then also the, the study group and the Beyond Repair article, this movement for the women to move into this archaical women's culture. 
and and it's often really related to regaining dignity, regaining arrogance, regaining maybe even clarity. But it's really about the the words that are coming is you know your dignity, your integrity, and your arrogance. And what I've been noticing in some circles of women is that there's this layer of emotional fear that women, this women in the patriarchy live in. And it shows up, and I think we've been talking about that in the study group, which shows up as this extreme rescuer. It's like this professional rescuer. And it's almost a, it's, it's, it's automatic. It's so reflexive and so subtle and so pervasive that it seems normal because also all the women are doing it. So it's like, this is how women are being all embracing and understanding and loving and trying to explain and trying to, you know, take people by the hand or take men by the hand, like so on and so forth. But there's this layer of emotional fear. And I've noticed that some women try to deny or pretend or try to heal or push aside this layer of emotional fear by putting on top of it this layer of certainty or or arrogance or strength or in and and it shows up as very rigid because it's on moving sand because it's actually on top of the layer of emotional fear and so and it's so it's a in a way on the path there's this map called the buffer zone it's possible i've noticed people on the path there's a particular survival strategy and it's possible to add survival strategy to try to manage the already existing survival strategy and try to pretend that i'm evolving because i'm changing but it's just adding on fake layers of of fakeness and so in really this fake dignity which actually shows up with a lot of unconscious anger and a lot of revenge against men, but also between women. Or what happens between women is is this fake, uh, unspoken, like pink bubble of fantasy world of how much we love each other and how much we support each other without with the unconscious agreement that we don't talk about how afraid we are to be with each other. Let's not talk about how scary it is about, you know, and all this fear is a fear about being betrayed, fear of uh, competing, comparing, backstabbing, gossiping. And, the, the, and, and so the fantasy world is also part of this pink bubble of, of course, we support each other as women, as long as we don't talk about how scared we are. So I just want to be really, I want to put it in the space that this is also like a dead end. It's a dead end on the path of evolution and on a path of finding and sourcing this this culture of the archaeal woman, which is about going into the fear. It is not going away from the fear. It's to go into it as a source of healing, as really just very simple stepping stone, just like what Kian, you were sharing of, 15 emotional healing processes, each of them, each of this reactivity, each of this emotional fear is a stepping stone of a place probably where as a woman, you've lost your dignity. You've lost your integrity and your dignity and your arrogance. Okay. Well, to pretend that that didn't happen is that's a dead end. It's a complete, it's off the path of evolution. And instead is getting that all this 
really this emotional fear it it was a it's a it's all of it is a survival mechanism like they're linked with old decision with energetic blocks with a piece of your energetic body that was removed mimetic construct i mean we're finding such new such creative ways that you know we've protected ourselves from reality from the, the reality of the abuse you know how much abusive our childhood was okay well if you go into it then what happens is you find dignity in in being present with your being that's where the dignity comes from it is where there's i when i live in integrity with what i really am with with no stories like with no story attached of yes i'm i'm so sure and i'm so arrogant and i you know and and all these people who try to be in my way and you know like let you know i'm I'll, i'm coming for them you know all of that is a story or the other story of i'm i'm weak or i'm scared or i'm comparing it's that's also stories about oneself and that's not where either of those that's not where dignity lies and and so when you get back to the actual being which means you know it might be three months six months a year of being radically honest about how scared you are to be with other women and you start each sentence with saying i'm afraid I'm afraid you're going to judge me. I'm afraid you're expecting something from me. I'm afraid I don't know what to say. I, I'm afraid that I don't know how to negotiate what I want. I'm afraid I don't even know what I want with you because it's been so twisted with so much, you know, backstabbing or gremlin attack or that anything that I want is just, it's, I've, I could never find it with simplicity. And then that's something that we've been discovering in this writing house and often shared with Sonia about really being in love with other people is really simple when not all these games are at play. But the games is the way we found to su survive. I don't know how to say it differently, but it's everybody was lying. Everybody's lying. Everybody's not saying what they're feeling, not saying what's not working, not saying. And so, okay, how am I supposed to relate to people who are ongoingly lying to themselves and to me, especially as a child? Well, okay, I have to build all this insanity to make it okay, like make sense of it. And, and so this time of admitting the amount of fear, it, I think it's part of the radical freedom. Mm -hmm. It's part of peeling off the layers of the games and the fear that's behind the games to go back to really nothing. I, I have no stories about myself. I have no stories about other people. And I, and while I can still take care of myself with, with extreme simplicity. So I really recommend that because I, I know this women's bridge house have been, you know, created and I, People are talking about women's bridge houses. Really, I can't imagine a place that's more 
that you can be more raw than in a woman's bridge house. It's it's really the safest place to be raw. And at the same time, the shadow side, one part of the shadow side of, uh, uh, you know, the everythingness, the woman is um, no sword, you know, no clarity. Let's, let's things flow. Let's just, let's have it flow. Let, let's not decide. Let's not make plans. Let's not decide on a time. Let's not, you know, let, mm, and what I, what I was, was kind of this learning that I'm getting is I think the woman of earth lab could be so woman could be so raw in that lab is because I was unwilling to, to let any people, you know, any gremlin, any unconscious reactivity be in the space. So my sword was out and it was fast. And, and I would, and I would put it back to the woman saying, look, you know, you have an assumption, you have an expectation. Well, holding an expectation on your sisters is evil. You're wanting us to be something else than we are. What, how, how is it possible that you would want to be with us in, in such a way? It makes no sense to me. So it really, as you're, as the, the woman, you're becoming more raw and more raw. The thing that's making you raw is the sword. Is other people, you know, it's every, every, each woman's sword. Are you going to add something? Well, I have this question, which is simply the word raw is not <clears throat> defined in the distinctionary. Right. So are you speaking of nothing, being nothing? Yeah. Or nothingness? Like no stories. So that would... Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. Like, is that if you can be if there are no stories then there's not there's what is right with no story attached and you're calling that raw yes why are you calling it raw because i think the first time entering nothingness it, it feels like the the skin is open or really being at risk of being so vulnerable that anything could you know it's this fear that anything could kill me or hurt me or destroy me because all the survival strategies are out, you know, are, are not in front. And so it, it would feel raw. But in, in actually the experience is that, you know, and that's something that ne- needs to be experienced, but the experience is in that moment of raw, all your tools are available at, at in the split second. Whereas they're not available when there's, there's not nothing. When there's not nothing, all the tools are not available because all these stories are in the way of, you know, is this gremlin? What is she trying to do? What am I? What do I want? I don't know. This is all the buffer. It's really all this buffer zone. But in the nothingness, it's just, it's so available, readily available. Mark, it seems like you want to say something just seems like the practice of slowing things down raw is the feeling of being afraid of the vulnerability if you can slow it down and see okay there's fear i'm just saying that might be helpful rather than just saying raw okay i usually so i'm i'm a little cautious about this idea of slowing down because the moment you enter nothingness 
things move so fast, faster than your mind can imagine. And so people have this tendency to try to slow it down so their mind can keep up, so their survival strategy can keep up. So that's why I just, I'm, I'm just a little, I'm careful, cautious about people saying, I want to slow things down. It's so that th- th- their box can keep up with how, how can they survive? Something like that. Fair enough. But having another person pause rather than just continuing to chop at you might be useful. Great. Yes. This morning, my time, and I, probably last night, Jeff's time, Jeff and I were talking about something similar, which, and it, it's, a, it's this condition of sort of righteous justification of when things are coming so fast, when, thing, when there's so much, when there's when there's so much feedback, there's so much, um, a, you know, anger or fear, or there's so. But it could also be love and commitment and care. Be. When there's so much coming, and then there is, there's this tendency. It can be this tendency to bring in gremlin, to stop the whole thing as a, and just and feel justified about it. It's sort of like, look, I have. Let me have just this much ego. You can't just completely annihilate my ego because I need to have a little bit of ego. You know, I'm a man or whatever. And I and if you, what would I be if you annihilate? You know, if it's completely gone. What if you know? And so there's this fear, this unexpected or unaccepted fear of this radical nothingness that will completely. But it's used as a trigger for ego to come out and defend itself and unleash the gremlin and say, no, you know, it's wrong. I'm going to, you know, you can't do this to me. It's too much. Like, And so there's this real value in terms of radical relating and in terms of being something in which the kind of love that Marina was talking about, you guys are talking about, Jacqueline, that if there's even that much ego, it's a, it's like the the end of the Time Bandits movie. You got how many people saw Time Bandits? Not enough. Unbelievable. Not enough. Unbelievable. Time Bandits. Okay. In any case, at the end of the movie, this kid opens his mailbox and inside the mailbox is this tiny little piece of black coal. And it's like they they brought in the light, they they conquered the bad guys, they won, they like tipped the scales, they brought everything back in order in the entire universe. God is happy. But then there's this tiny little piece of black coal. It's going to start all over again just from that. And it's like you don't you can try as an experiment to let go of the of that dark piece of coal, that little ego thing that has to be justified and righteous. And you can try it as an experiment. Just really you just walk over to the edge and just let it go. You know, and and see what really happens to you because we have this huge fear from somewhere 
that we have to be something or else or else we're nobody. We have to be something or else we're nothing. We have to be something to have value or to be worth something. We have to we have to have some kind of ego left. And it uh, ego is not really a word from possibility management either, but it's like a it's really easy to relate to, you know, in terms of like I uh, ego. So, but it's really the box keeping the box around. But I just wanted to bring that into the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Incomplete. I don't know. I am complete. There was a long pause. Okay. Will you move over that way so that I can move over this way a little bit and turn my chair a little bit there? That's better. Okay, thanks. You okay? I am. Good. Anybody else? Everybody else okay? Antonio, you okay? I'm uh, in a liquid state with what you just said. Um, so the last uh, in the last video, the um, for the last three months, I didn't set an objective for me. I said just uh, let's see what comes up. And now I felt a, a big sadness with this, um, the comment of, of needing to be, of needing to be something. And, um, it's first it came from, um, for many years it was from the box. And I think it took me a year and something to land the um, the getting out of school in Portugal last year. And now it's this this thing of the gremlin wanting to this little black hole you were talking about, and that it starts over all again. It's it brings me sadness and fear. Mm. puts me in a liquid state yes. <clears throat> I need to when I've been watching the, the the videos it's like there's this timing where um, little little things that are said make me um, I hear certain things I I think like I need to think about this for months uh so we, so it lands um matrix wise um the um, the, the 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 disjunction of um i i know i cannot be saved and still in my something very deep inside, very dark, like that is very 
there's this hope that I will be saved. Uh, and I know it's, and it's this disjunction. So, um, when I, I came here today, I, I've kind of fear of, of being present and not being able to stop what is being said and just watch over. So, um, and, 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 Antonio, yeah, it's really nice to hear your voice. It's I really feel glad to hear you speak. It's really a contribution in this space. So I appreciate you made the courage to come and mm-hmm. and join us, you know, and hang out with us and share these things that are like what you were saying really touched me, and I'm I'm just so. Happy to hear from you. So thank you for speaking. Thank you. Thank you, Antonio. You don't have to stop. You were going to say something else. No, it's just... Okay. Thank you. I'll bet anything from your department... Yes, I'm touched. I'm touched by how you, Clinton, expressed what I also felt. And uh, I'm, yeah, I, I'm still liquid. I came from EHP one hour ago and I see I'm more in my sadness and wanting to connect instead of looking out for something and I was wondering like who would I be who how would I speak who where would I meet others and yeah I'm just touched like how you Somehow I feel like when I'm with a question, like you answer it for me, Clinton. And and it allows me to stop waiting for something or thinking that I would have to find a solution or something. It's just right there. And... I'm embracing more the simplicity and mm. relaxation that comes with that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the same thing is for me. It's really the team. It's so amazing to really re- radically rely on the team to, to figure it out, to be there, to know, to see, to ask, to show. It's just so relaxing like you said exactly like you said that you can keep going into new places and and not have it all figured out yourself alone yeah and it's so valuable Mm -hmm. for me and i'm so glad that you get it that you share it thank you me too thank you 
Ingrid, you know, we would we would be knocking on your door, you know, if you you know, if you could had this capacity to to speak, we would just be calling for your wisdom and your love and your sharing. So I hope somehow you don't feel excluded. So feel free to write anything you want or whatever, because we know you're there and we're so glad you're here. I think Ingrid is writing something. Mark, your request is answered. We we slow down. <laughs> Raw. Radical defense defenselessness. Wow. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Hmm. Thank you. Are you ready to wait? Read? Antonio is going to uh, say something. Hmm. Go ahead. Um, I I wanted to share um a, a legend. Uh, that is to see with uh what Clinton said before. If you would speak about your our parents to speak about this. Uh, I, I sent Anne Chloe's uh, articles um, to my daughter and my son, and we, we've been uh, we've been sharing with them. So, yeah. not my parents; it's um, <laughs> it's my kids. And we we put a lot yesterday. I, I yesterday the the day before we had. I was speaking with my daughter and it was an incomplete conversation. And yesterday we, we had, we spoke why it didn't work for us, both sides and, and being centered. And um, she saw a judgment on the comment that I made and there was a part of Kremlin in me there. So um, I, we, we did uh, do-overs and um just the um, not not wanting your center on on situation on being the the rage i had with that situation was mine and and not and not that there was no there's by her being in it was my stories my emotion uh, being my emotion coming from other stories and I shared the other stories and that, that not, it didn't have to see with her and fears that I had. And, and that was, uh, it was very beautiful. And, and um, we've having conversations that last for very long and uh, we, we need to put a time because <laughs> we have, we have to do logistics <laughs> because that we can go for uh, a long time and it has been very rewarding uh, 
And and with my son, he spent two months with me this summer, and he was very much in in was quite in the victim uh, victim mode, and it was difficult to to stand that and being not neither rescuer nor nor savior, and. Uh, without doing anything and what without getting involved uh last conversations he evolved so much it it was amazing become so much more responsible and just by doing nothing and just by when he asking for just not saying i don't know i just i don't know you have, you have to figure out by yourself just mm-hmm. just um and that has been very, very, very rewarding. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. Nice legends. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else? Can I share something? Hi. It's just really brief. I yesterday I felt pure rage for the first time and so I'm celebrating that and it also I feel some sadness coming up to just be here and yeah something has just shifted that I'm able to do that so I'm in Miami and we got a possibility little team together to do you know just work together and be together for four hours yesterday and it was so beautiful and I heard myself different. I experienced myself different in, in a standing rage hold. We did it at like a low level, just really setting boundaries. And yeah, I felt myself and witnessed myself as a queen and very clear. So I, I bring that here. Yeah. Thank you. Yay for rage club. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm going back into the article. We are somewhere around the stage three, if in a way Evan Clinton's mentioned it a few times that relating is not so linear as we're in stage one and then we're in stage two and it and it works out perfectly like the article says. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. It, as you know, it's a learning spiral. And is, this is also what, at the end of the article, it says is each step, each step you will, you'll go through it, you know, at each level, at each matrix that you've built and each, how you know, how you how you growing you will meet each stage one two and three four five six and seven where you are on your path so we are in the middle of what we would call the stage three and this is where you meet your your as a woman i'm speaking you as a woman you have made your you offer very clear you're holding space to the men making this this offer very clear about I'm the space holder and I'm holding space for Arkin, Arkin relating, Archaeal relating, 
And the first fear, because it will all, all be about fear for the men. The first fear that come up is this fear that you're expecting him to be something. And so we were in the stage, we were going through how for as a woman to actually not hold any expectation and to make this difference between a demand from the present different is distinguished from an expectation, which is an emotional reaction, which then lasts longer than three minutes. And to find that experiential distinction in yourself and then go through the process of withdrawing expectation or dismantling resentment if the expectation has already been broken so that when you actually make a demand, it is grounded in the present. And what, what, where we were getting with this in terms of the men's, the fear of his expectation is that he's, the man has built this secret life. We were talking about the secret life of the men who they're, most of what happened in the secret life is gremlin is gremlin life. Have it. I have a question because I experienced that a lot, not in partnership, but in any kind of situation with men. When I speak about the present moment, the question that come from a man, you mean now? Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> noticing something or making proposals or possibilities or whatever from the now it's like you mean now or yeah it's it's and, and also the slowing down thing i get it a lot this feedback of can you slow down please mm -hmm. and yeah and for me it's a lot about embracing to be a problem right now for him even if that's not my intention or i don't have any expectation and i don't care if he will do it or not. I just feel the need to say it. And what can I do if he say, you mean now? You, you say yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <the> question. <laughs> to yes. And you don't say anything else, you know, and that's, that's the, sorry, that is the, the shift from you have it where you were talking a lot about explaining yourself and justifying mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you just say yes and you wait, you don't explain, you don't justify, you don't give any more information and see what happens. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's a trap. The man is making <laughs> the sand yeah, thank you. Stuff like that. Say again. It's like a sand trap or quicksand. You, know, you step in there, it just sucks you down and trap is trying to catch you there. Yeah. So we're, we're at this, at this stage. I'll just read one, one sentence before. So it is a cover. It is the show is fake. The show of I'm a good person. So the show, there's the show of I'm a good person from the men. And, in, and then there's the really the, the secret life hiding. It is so the show is fake. It is a cover up. It is to cover up his whole inner world of hiding, lying, cheating, pretending to be a good man, along with all the other good men in the patriarchy. So really, in a way, that is not your problem. As a woman, this is not your problem. 
your, you know, your problem is what, what's your offer? What is your offer for intimacy? What do you want? What are you putting on the table? You know, where can the men meet you? That's, that, that's the challenge. And so I, a possible offer at this stage is, and this is, you know, spoken, if you want to be with me, you will need to change your purpose in relating. As for change of purpose in relating with me from lying to being caught. And that is one of the most terrifying things that a man can be faced with. Being caught in the secret life because it's really, that's all he has. And if, if he's caught in it, then it vanishes because the whole point is to have it secret is to have it for him is to have it. You know, it's my precious, you know, my precious, nobody gets to see it. Nobody else gets to say anything about it or mm, face into it with me. So I keep reading. The woman keeps saying, the woman says, it is only through being caught that you can be who you truly are with me. As you are caught, you reveal what is really going on with you right now. Otherwise, you continue your secret life of, of your secret life of deception, pretending and lying, and I am not interested in that at all. So you just make it clear that if that's going to continue, there is no relating because he will not be meeting you where you're demanding, which is no more secret life. No more. And really the offer that you're making at this point is let, let me save your life. This is the offer that you're making. Of course, on his side, his gremlin will have a very different perspective on that, which is she's trying to kill me. She's trying to take the last thing that I have for myself away. She's, she's going to try to destroy me. So that's all of these sentences. This is the, their gremlin, the men's gremlin, you know, playing basically different channels, but it could be channel one or channel two, which is you can't, you can't own me. You know, you can't demand this. So the attack channel one could be attack channel two could be this victim, which is you're trying to kill me. You're trying to destroy me. And so either both channels are gremlin gremlins have different channels. So it's not because, giving you channel one you know the attack or the more aggressive let's say channel one and he shifts into channel two that is not authentic liquid state and that's what as a woman you're you'd be basically scanning for is how authentic the liquid state is how authentic the change is but it has nothing to do with what he says he's going to do and i think we'll get we'll get to that later but it's about what is really changing and that's an authentic liquid state, which is mm, there's this whole movement in a way in men's work, which is about encouraging men to feel. And I'm all for that. I mean, feeling is the gateway to liquid state. However, if there's no distinct distinction between an authentic liquid state and an inauthentic liquid state, it's really easy for men to just put on the, the waterworks. Just put on the tears and women, oh, the men is feeling. Well, then 
then that's it. You know, I got what I wanted. And is to so the point is to lower your numbness bar and have this purpose, this purpose sniffer. So there's a website called Purpose Sniffer of which is an energetic, the purpose is an energetic intention. So you sense it with your energetic body, not with the words that are being said, but it's with the, your energetic body. So there's some work, for example, Sonia Gonzalez has been doing a lot of work to how can women reconnect with their energetic body because so much of navigation actually comes from that. The dynamic, the purpose, the intentions, the moves, all of that is the space, who's the space holder, what's the context, all of that come is a energetic sense, it's an experiential energetic sense. I uh, have an experiment or a discovery to share from that. And that is that in, in, in this relating experiment with Laura, we or she basically noticed that I had the habit to bring my liquid state, my fake liquid state. Like I have a story about you. Or this is what my gremlin is up to into the relating space as a gremlin strategy so there's no basically she said every time i tried to do this she said this is not working at at some point i got it that i was just creating swamp with her i just wanted to pull her down into this the, my shit world basically the, the my underworld and and what i learned is actually that what is necessary is to shift out of uh this stuff myself and not bring it all the time into my relating space, do my own work and then show up for relating for proposals for intimacy. And, and so I think this is a big part for, especially people who do this work because it, it's so easy to get thinking you do the work in the relationship by, by putting the stuff on the table, but actually you're just inviting people to the swamp Mm -hmm. thank you thank you for women one of the hint is when the men is in this swamp and there's this you know there's this kind of movement of he's going to bring the swamp to you the rescue part the, this fear and i the fear is often something like if the man is not okay I cannot be okay. Like I need the men to be okay to be safe. So this is really the terror, the, the terror of the patriarchy. If if the men is not okay, I will be beaten, I will be punished, I will be killed. And so that's in ourselves from you know six thousand years of women who have lived with that. And and either even our mothers and even maybe yourself, where it was if the men was not okay, it was gonna be a bad evening. And so when this, you know, when there's a swamp, one of the great question for a woman, I'm putting that as a sarcastic question to get into the swamp is, are you okay? You know, or what's going on? And if you just catch yourself when you want to say, you know, you ask this question and just don't, don't say anything as a way to, how long can you stand with a man who's in the swamp? or is in the liquid state, or whatever's going on. I mean, 
what I discovered is if you're going to be with a man and do this process of beyond repair, he's not going to be okay. And if you're with a man who's not doing this beyond repair, who's in the patriarchy, he's not going to be okay. So, so forget it about trying to have a man who's going to be okay. And if he's pretending to be okay, that's the moment to question. He's pretending to. So, Mark, you have a question to Kian? In that moment, when you break out the waterworks, what is your fear? What triggered it? That's the only safe place you can go. Because otherwise, you're in the swamp. And it's probably fear would be my guess. It may come out as anger, but it'll probably be fear. Because that's what I hide. Yeah, one thing that I really hate about modern movies is you have these two people who just go through some intense trauma or some something. And one person looks at the other and says, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And the other person says, yes. And it's just a complete lie. And then that's the model that we're shown for relating or interacting is to be tough or numb or stupid or withdrawn or whatever, and not to tell the truth. And it'd be, I go, that would be you know, a place where this movie could get really real and really interesting. If they would go, do I look okay? No, I'm not okay. I'm scared. I'm sad. You know, this, I don't know what to do. You know, and just start opening up what the truth is. This would be such a valuable possibility for people who are watching the movie instead of just numbing themselves over and go, yeah, I'm okay. Just that my life just fell apart and my head just got half chopped off, but I'm okay. So... Yeah. Veronica and Barbara, welcome. We've, we're about an hour in. So jump on the train. And if you want to say anything, just, just yeah, speak. Now or later. Great. I So because we're talking about gremlin, there's something I... I've been wanting to say, so it, it, it is in the morphogenetic field of the recording of the study group, which is whatever you do, and I'm going to take this example as here as a woman, whatever you do, whatever happens, even if your action, your offer has is contaminated by gremlin that you were unaware of, that there's some kind of emotional reactivity or is there some kind of shadow purpose or in no way does it justify getting a gremlin attack back. In no way. Because I've hear, I've heard women say, yes, but I had, you know, there was this purpose of revenge or I wasn't aware of that. And so what? So what? Because if that's not the bottom line of whatever happens, gremlin is not, um, an appropriate answer. Gremlin is not allowed as a you know adult relating. Then, then it's a gremlin war. Then it's who can. It's a it's like a um how do you say a, a averaging to mm. who who can lowest denominator. yeah the lowest denominator of of just gremlin war. Well, you did gremlin, so I can I'm allowed to do gremlin. Any kind of permission like that. So you could just have it somehow make it in your in your space of dignity that whatever you do, whatever happens, 
it does not justify any form of gremlin attack back. And that if there's any attack back, whatever, and I say it again, whatever happened on your side, you just put the poop on the table. How is it possible that you relating to me would do something like this, would behave like this, would say this? Please explain. And and so, and then like, like Kian said, because relating is not about poop on the table all the time. It's not about gremlin behavior. You know, you get to that, to that, whatever discovery about, you know, what is that? You know, how is it possible? And for example, and the men would get to the place where it's like the wound would get to the wound. You say, great, this is a gateway for an emotional healing process. The conversation is over. I will not discuss the emotional healing process. I will not, it does not, um, how do you say, erase or cancel what you've just done. It, does, it doesn't do anything. It's just, we just found an emotional healing process gateway. That, that's it. And then you, you, cl- you close the conversation and possibly can enter another form of relating. I keep reading yeah. something. Okay, I keep reading. Warning. Woman, it is not your job to catch his gremlin. You are not the police. It's not because you make the offer of please change, you know, to relate to me. The way it goes is you shift from lying to being caught. It is not because you make the offer that you have to keep the standard of the offer. You've passed the ball into the, you know, you've put the ball in the other court. The ball is no longer in your court. It is not your job to catch his gremlin. Your irrevocable offer is for the men to keep removing the layers of lying so that both his gremlin and his being can start showing up. And that's really the purpose is so that under all the layers of gremlin, there is possibly a little seed of an authentic true being in there. And that's what you're rooting for like that's what you're opening the space for but in the beginning it will be all gremlin and to to not be naive about that it will be layers of lying so you say as a woman you say it is possible to shift from using your gremlin to lie to to using your gremlin to catch itself just before it is about to lie and then so in the in that moment before lying, you gain the option of revealing what is really going on for you. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? And there we can start being intimate in reality, in the present. So, and the men could say, you know, I was about to lie. So that could be the sentence. And so it's great to... Because in these moments of stress, you know, words escape us. And so if you just memorize this sentence, I was about to lie. And you don't necessarily, you don't say what the lie would have been. Because then that's saying the lie. You skip the lie. And instead, and what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking is. What What we discovered recently here in the in the writing house is that 
and this is also about this authentic and inauthentic liquid state. And it has to do with also the adult ego state contamination. But for example, if you have a parent ego state contamination, which is, has all these judgments and these rules and this criticism towards yourself, it is possible that you have the criticism and it triggers this feeling, for example, sadness. So you have the judgment and it triggers the sadness. Okay, but the sadness is not real. It's triggered by the parent ego state judging you, criticizing you, and that sadness will change nothing. It is not transformational. So the way to go through it is to kind of keep digging is you shoot the voices, you shoot the voices until you're not hearing any voices. And then the sadness that's still there, that's the true sadness. Like that's the authentic liquid state. And so you could just be also get like really have this purpose sniffer of feelings that, that come out of child, parent or gremlin do not create, is not authentic. And this is the, the, the offer here is how can we navigate to reality, like to presence, to what are you thinking and feeling now? And that is so, it is so buried really for men. And I mean, also for women, you know, it's not to lie. Yeah. But at the, but if you get there, it is so refreshing. It is so entertaining. And it it is this back and forth and call it radical mm-hmm. relating of reality. A little bit of revelation here, acknowledgement here, truth here, you know, admitting failure here, and back and forth and questions here. Mm-hmm. And it's like you could we you can stay there for hours. And I remember just last weekend, Chloe and I sitting on these two benches watching the ocean ripple and and just doing exactly that, only that. Just this reality, being in reality together, back and forth. I bet you had your hand up. Yeah, I have a question the state before that, which is how, like, if he's lying, I, 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 I okay. I don't want to relate this, but I actually want to relate. So how do I relate like without expecting him to catch his lies? When I say that's the only way to, to relate, you, you get what I'm saying? Like how can I be a open space that doesn't have expectations? And Chloe said, you can just say it is possible to shift from using your gremlin to lie to using your gremlin to catch itself just before it's about to lie. You say that. And if he doesn't want to do that, you say this conversation's over. It's just I'm not interested in experiencing you lie to me you know, or thinking that you're lying to me. I'm just not interested in that. And if you don't have another offer, this conversation is over. But I'm much more interested in you catching, using your gremlin to catch itself before it lies. And if you don't want to use those distinctions and you don't have that as a practice, I am not a sewer. I'm not a toilet. I'm not a garbage can. I'm not an ashtray. You know, I'm not available. Uh, 
and it's actually accepting it in that moment, right? That this is the this is it. Like I mean, it's so not, not an expectation. Mm -hmm. No, accepting. Mm -hmm. ah, say, just say it again, Habet. Sorry, just say it again. Yeah. Then then what I get from you now is I'm making that statement. I giving I'm giving an offer, and then I'm I am done. Like I'm I'm done. Like it's not. Like there's no continu continuity. Okay, if he's if he's willing to do that, fine. But with that, uh, it's like my part is over, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like ping it's really like ping pong. Yeah. It's and like you and you may need to just get up and walk away because he's expecting you to rescue him or blame him and get into low drama and do that. You know, you just get up and walk away. That's it. Go have a conversation with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Just stop somebody on the street and go, look, I, I'm not talking to that guy anymore, but I'll talk to you for a minute. So yeah. are you going to lie to me? <laughs> really grab people. <laughs> yeah. Something else? One one thing that I've noticed is when when one person starts setting those boundaries for low drama or for lying or for the swamp, all those parts that are dependent on that come up. So all the parts that are like feel dependent on the relationship, on being in relationship, even if it's abusive. And so that would be the next thing then to, to investigate what, what is that in me that doesn't, can handle setting this boundary. That's the inner structure we talked about. Yeah, and also for, for me, the place that it comes from is is a respect for myself. To really respect myself more than in a way I respect these these parts of myself that are reactive. Because this this need for relating is is often really also linked with child ego state needs. Like I can't, you know, will I be able to breathe if nobody's relating with me? You know, I will die. And and it, there's this part of being, you know, what child ego state. I respect my adult ego state more than I respect you, my child ego state. And you can just, you know, going, you know, going to the past, going to this safe place, but. I'm in charge and to have that, that kind of dignity about the adult being in charge. So I keep reading. It says, this is revolutionary. His authentic feelings and thoughts are not about revealing his gremlin survival strategy and not about his emotional fears of his mother's expectation. Do not make your relating space about asking questions to analyze his gremlin survival strategy and emotional fears. We've been talking about all that. You are not a therapist. That would only be your rescuer, low drama, hungry gremlin gathering ammunition for revenge. And it, to, to get it that the rescuer part of the low drama is as evil as the playing victim or playing persecutor. And sometimes it's so hard to get that, but it's really this ammunition 
and this manipulating people to change or, or creating in, in inst, like instability, unpredictability, because the rescuer is not the person who's making the offer for arc and relating. So if you make the offer for arc and relating and then you rescue, it is totally a crazy making for the men who's trying to, you know, go through this process with you. There is an entire universe for you to inhabit where your being blossom previous to defensiveness. It might take months, maybe years, before a man can instinctively share his true thoughts and feelings intimately with you. Okay, months or years. I keep reading, especially quote-unquote, new age men may have built an additional layer on top of their core survival strategy as a way to manage, quote-unquote, their original survival strategy without taking it apart or escaping it. Then they can look good, but, but remain unchanged at the core. So this is about, this is, this complex buffer zone insulates them even further from the possibility of presence an authentic intimacy. You may have the same thing. So this is for the woman. You may have the same thing going on inside of you, creating intense confusion and disempowerment, peeling away these added layers. Sorry, peeling away these added layers, some of which can be quite sophisticated, requires you developing a love for and skilled use of your compass of reality, a possibility management tool, which is most successfully learned in a team dedicated to helping you identifying and entangle the mess you've made. Life can be easy when it is simple. So it's quite a big challenge, but it's really a valuable challenge to get your team together and just go, what the hell is the compass of reality? How does it work? Do you have one? Do I have one? Is it calibrated? Like how many dimensions can it work in? And really learn to use it. And you can learn to use your compass of reality to extraordinary level to, to unusual, no, is that word? Abominable, um, absurdly, absurd, effective. absurdly effective <laughs> level you can use. Really absurdly effective. Like, you know, I don't know if you ever did this. Maybe you did, but there's certain things that I did in my life that I just kept practicing and practicing weird little thing until I became absurdly effective at it. And it's like, why did I do this? And it's like, it's like, okay, I did it because. I want, I love it. I wanted to, I wanted that as part of what I am. And then it's so weird. I mean, just, just today I was moving my computer from one desk to go all the way across the street to this place. And my mouse slid off my computer. So whoosh, like this, it's flying through the air. My right hand goes and grabs it out of the air because I learned, I practiced for hours to juggle three balls. And so I have this, this, I've saved so many glasses and stuff flying off in different directions to just my body knows how to do this. And it's absurdly effective, weird little thing. 
So did anybody else have something like that that you developed to some absurd level of effectiveness? How bet? What is it? What is your thing? Scanning. I can see in the dark. I can see what's behind me. I can see what's <laughs> miles away in another oh, wow. country. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Somebody else? I have one, which what? is a bit of a weird one, which is I can undulate. Because <laughs> when I was eight years old, we would have access to this swimming pool and I didn't want to hang out with the adults because they were boring. So there was this 15 meter swimming pool and I was pretending to be a mermaid. I wanted to become a mermaid. And so I would go under the water and undulate 15 meters without taking a breath. And I just did that for hours, hours and hours and hours. And so when I came back to France and I started uh, swimming and the guy, the coach saw, saw me swimming and he said, okay, you're going to do butterfly. Because the butterfly stroke is the one where you do the undulation. It's the one that I hated the most because it was the hardest. But yeah, so mermaid school. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else? Thank you. Mark? In, in dance, I've developed the skill of being able to know where dancers around me are going to move. And so I can go past them really fast without colliding with them no matter how much movement they're doing. Nice. Mm -hmm. Useful. <laughs> Somebody else? I have unlo I've learned to unknot knots because I've, as a boy, spent hours to unknot the biggest knots that we have in the house, and now it's my job. I am not people. <laughs> And now you're a possibility coach. You're doing a professional job with it. <laughs> that using that knack. And same with how that your knack mm, of scanning. scanning is totally valuable. Like it's funny how that happens. Yeah, and if you have not developed it or you want to develop another one, I encourage it to I encourage you to do more a, a few of those, you know, have some of those. And it's because it brings forth human potential, your human potential, that, you know, it is uncommon. If you ever went to Cirque du Soleil, how many ever went to a show of Cirque du Soleil? Oh, cool. Yeah. And I, it's worth doing it if you haven't been, because I remember I was at this show and this guy was riding a bicycle, like a, just like I had as a kid, you know, kind of this small wheel bicycle with the handlebars. And he's he's doing this stuff with it, like all over this stage. That's really impossible. And I'm down in the front row, and he drives his bike over, and, and he stops, and he no put doesn't put his foot down, doesn't put the brake down. He's the bike just stays there, and then he looks at me in the eye. <laughs> he's just looking at me in the eye. I'm going, wow, you know, there's this human potential looking at me, like going, can you do this? I can do this. You could learn to do this. You know, and it does something to people. Like I still remember this waking moment of that guy looking in my eyes. And it was only like three meters away. It was really amazing. So like learn stuff, like just pick some weird stuff and just keep, don't just learn how to do it. Learn how to do it to this absurdly effective level. And it, it really changes your whole nervous system and the way you perceive and interact with things. And, and it definitely builds in a structure. And it definitely makes... Echo give you interesting jobs to do. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> would you read would you keep reading all right anything from anybody right now i just want you to know i, I have yeah. i have one which is i would would be a soccer soccer player and i had a flight um my flight was delayed so i had to run in this in in frankfurt airport and i could see like clearly the place that i could run like in a miles from me like you mean the way to go yeah way to go yeah <laughs> yeah like could see like whoa yeah there's this place there 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 <laughs> it's a it's kind of an altered state of consciousness right you get this yeah. other perceptions other view whole other view of what what can go and then you you remember that you have this memory of it and it it can serve you yeah thank you so believe it or not we've we completed stage 3 that last sentence life can be easy when it's simple that was the end of stage 3 and we're entering stage 4 gremlin meets liquid states beyond repair gremlin meets liquid states beyond repair in the beginning of this stage most of what a man can manifest is gremlin meaning betrayal hiding superiority being right making wrong deception punishment secrecy retribution revenge etc you meaning the woman need to have radical clarity that the man is terrified and that this is the best he can do at the beginning being terrified manifesting gremlin you also hold absolute certainty that no matter what he claims the man is not a victim and you are neither a rescuer nor a persecutor no matter what he claims or you know shoots at you the roles have not been switched around from the patriarchal roles of the woman being the victim instead the roles have completely vaporized under the force of your clarity the roles have vaporized so it's a new space it's a new game it's a whole new way of relating when no role functions because usually what happens when somebody plays a role we show up with a different role a complementary role and it, and it, when there's when there are no roles because what's happening is clarity that a role is being played and that's not small enough that's not real enough then it vaporizes I'm adding something that you can have this thing where you hate low drama enough, like you're disgusted mm -hmm. by low drama enough. And that would be the point of clarity of being, this is over. You know, we're not switching. The switching role is you still want to do low drama. If you're willing to play a persecutor or rescuer. So if you got to this place where it's just so disgusting and so you just hate it so much, what will happen is, you probably will be faced as a woman and as a man as the lack of, well, what do I say when there's a, a, a low drama for a, um, an offer for low drama? Like, what do I even say? And there's so many things to say 
but it's useful to to research that and to write down the sentences of oh I could say this or I could ask this question or I could just walk away I could just say nothing I could say I could just say no it, you can, so, so that could be the experiment of this week is have the back of your beat book is a list of words like a vocabulary or phrases of phrases to say when there's an offer for low drama and I just refuse it and how do I it was what you were asking about is like how do I say something and maybe sometimes it's to not say anything but that's not always the answer you can even you can even just start drooling Stand there and just let this like this stuff just uh, coming out of your mouth. Really, it is for a long time, you just let it, <laughs> you know, it's just this disgust <laughs> at the offer of low drum. He's offering like you a plate of poop, and you just you, like do that, or or you could just go, it's gremlin time, <laughs> you know, there's really weird stuff you can do to go non-linear out of the space. But the next paragraph says to the woman saying, but you never, and that's in capital letters, whoever wrote this must have really meant something about it. You never put away your presence or your sort of clarity. So what? Ingrid writes, I'm an expert in drooling. <laughs> 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 you got a little extreme, lady. <laughs> but now we who know we who can we can return who we can turn to when we need you know when we need a an expert we can just rely on you for that. Thank you for sharing. So I want to talk about this thing it said. It says, you never put away your presence. And so what is what is presence? Anybody want to define presence in, in possibility management terminology? What is that? I mean, there's a whole website called Become Present, but what? pretend like you didn't memorize that. Or maybe you did. I mean, just tell us. I mean, I bet you. You know how many people read that website? Some of it. Well, two, three. Well, three. Well, all right then. Four. Okay. Well, we get smiley faces then. Grounded, bubbled, centered. Well, ground, uh, centered, grounded, bubbled, and in the moment, in this moment now. What does in this moment now mean? Because that's not terminology from possibility management. That I'm aware of my emotions and I let them go. And I'm aware of my feelings and I allow them. Okay, that's not possibility management either. Because, you know, letting go of emotions is an illusion. You know, emotion is a valuable doorway to an emotional healing process. Well, I set them aside for later. Okay, that's different. Yes. Just to distinguish them. Yeah, and what Thank I'm for is minimizing now. You minimize your now so small that it's too small for stories. Because stories exist in time. 
stories are about that happened or this will happen is about the past or the future. Stories exist in time. In the present, there is no time. So it's amazing to, to like, you can actually live in no time. You can you can live in this present that's so small that there's no room for stories and that time doesn't even exist. You can relate to the world that way and you can relate to other people that way. And there you've got so little baggage. Baggage, there's no space in the minimized now for baggage. And that's the kind of nothingness that Anne Chloe was talking about where your sword has this effective effectiveness it's absurdly effect absurdly effective your sword is absurdly effective in this minimized now because there's no reasons you're moving before you have reasons the sword moves by itself and in that way you're safe because it makes boundaries it says what you want you distinguish things say yes you decide things and say no and so this is a hugely, and, and it's, it's like, you okay, I'm going to not put away my presence. How long can you endure the intensity of the present? How long can you endure that before you go off in some fantasy world, some projection, some conclusion or story? How long can you endure the present? So this is a, this is a practice. This is the invitation to never put away your presence and not because you should or should not, not like that. It's not about should. It's about delight. It's about it's about preference. It's about working with, interacting with uh, the world that way. It's fun to watch a cat, you know, especially a kitten or a cat, because they don't they don't you know, dogs. You know, they're dreaming all the time. You know, they're fantasizing about. You know, <laughs> dogs, but cats, they, you know, they have this alertness where they're walking this way. And then for no reason, they're up in the air and turned around and going running off somewhere else. And they note that their ears are always going this way or that way in their tail. And, you know, their eyes they are really in this present moment. So try, you can actually imitate a cat. Just follow a cat around and try being a cat for a while. Don't worry about what other people are thinking. <laughs> yeah, this leads me again to that question of how to have a conversation because all the impulses that come to me are questions. And then what I'm immediately is coming like, actually, I don't want to know this. Or actually, this would bring me into reasons or this. Like, for example, why are you hiding? That would be the first thing, right? Why are you hiding from me? Yeah. So habit you're you're forbidden from question. <laughs> like Habet, what a relief. Habet, who are you hanging out with? Like where did you find this creature? Like give up. <laughs> it's like you got, you know, Dr. Frankenstein assembled this body out of all these parts, you know, and he's there's this monster and then he brings it up to the electricity and he tries to get the electricity to bring it to life. Okay, but this is a once in the universe. Right. It happens only once in the universe that you can bring something like that back to life. So let the thing be dead. You're you're dealing yeah. with a zombie. Gosh, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. 
it's a job. Like you are, have more value than wasting your time trying to bring a zombie back to life. Like that's not your job. Like let the zombies be the zombies, and go hang out with humans. There's there are a few humans around. So use your scanner to find some humans. <laughs> that's what even it's in for. the dark. Even in the dark. <laughs> Do you, yeah. how, you get this? Use your scanner for finding human. Yeah, I, I see that I'm in this trap because my father is a very loving type of gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me a lot this sense of, you can fix me. You you understand me. You know how to talk to me. You know how to get to me. And this is so deep inside of me that I can, yeah. I bet, I bet it is time for your radical freedom. From your father. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I was just waiting for this permission. It's like goopy zombie shit. Really. And you you can tune up your zombie detector and go the other way. Yeah. You can smell zombies a mile away. And they stink. Sometimes I walk down the street and when there's kind of zombie who's trying to interact, I I kind of go like this. (laughs) I tell Darren, What happens? Nothing. No, they don't notice anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Barbara, you're going to say something? Yes, thank you. I have a question because I I cannot say this this conversation is over because I I don't know what can be next. Like when you don't take my offer to catch yourself, so I won't talk to you anymore in life and I get it that I can be another person in a day after so something else can but yes but still I don't know what is the what What, are the possibilities what I hear you saying is you have fear about saying this conversation is over yes and the fear is that you think that it means forever that it c- can mean forever, yes. When nothing else is, tra- is changing, yes. And what's the problem with that? If part of you wants to keep doing it the old way and torturing yourself or being abused or being a rescuer, if that's what you want to do, it's your life. Go ahead. Something completely different from that is possible. And that's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. I want to say something wait, about wait, this. Wait, she's not she's not ready yet. Yes, because then I think that there are many beautiful things and this is Yes, I don't want that, but maybe I'm, I can live with that. Like, I wa- want to live with that, yes. I don't want it to be over. Like, it's too... too quick. Are you, are you protecting yourself? Yes. 
Yes, I'm protecting myself from loneliness, probably. Loneliness. Ah, that's not what I meant, but that's an interesting answer. I mean, I I challenge you this week to talk to 20 new guys. 20. So divide 20 by 7, you get like three, three a day. day. The three new guys a day who you don't already know. So you you know what I mean? Standing in line at, at McDonald's, whatever, you, you get out of your car and somebody's guys walking down the street and say, Tell me your name. <laughs> you know Is that um, I am ill today, so I I don't go from my house. Um so I ask for two weeks. All right. Granted, we have a deal. Okay. And don't say the same. Don't even say hi when you hi. You don't say hi. My name's Barbara. Your name's not Barbara. You have a real name. I forget what your real name is. It's not Barbara. What's your real name? It is my real name. Yes, Barbara. In Polish or something? Before in Polish, Basha. Yeah. That was a nickname. Ah, okay. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. So just go, I can't stand men usually. That's your opening line. (laughs) Or say, like, my car is overheating. Or like, or I have a dangerous question. Are you a dangerous man? Or whatever. You just come up with whatever comes out of the mouth in the moment. And then let us know how it goes, okay? Okay. Then, because then each time you interact with somebody, you'll realize that you can talk to other people and then you're not lonely again. You're not alone. Because you can talk to anybody, actually. And you start using Habet's scanner, you know, so you don't scan for zombies. You don't talk to zombies. You avoid those guys. And Habet can teach you how to do that because she can find zombies really well and she makes best friends with them. And that's, I don't get that part. But anyway, she's trying to change zombies and ha, ha, ha. She says, Veronica, <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um, no, 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 no. You don't get to say um, because um okay. is a zombie word, and we're we are not doing zombie here. Zom- um invokes zombieism. We're just avoiding that. Could you start over, please? You have a yes. duel. Thank you. Yes, I want to uh, tell something that happened to me last week which I think is very related to what, what, with what we are talking about here today, is my partner was in a low drama, was in, sick, he was in, emo, in emotion, and he was basically trying every hook he could. He tried to be a prosecutor, he tried to be a victim, he tried to be this and he tried to be that. And to compl- complicate things, there was a child in the space, and also we had a guest, so we were not alone. It was just not two of us. And it was just it was so difficult, but it was so rewarding to all the time be saying, and, and I, it's really useful, I think, Ankle, what you said about having those phrases, like, sorry, it's not my problem. No, this is not my responsibility. I'm leaving now. You can come to us whenever you feel like coming. So it's really all the time saying no, no, boundary, boundary, boundary. And I could see myself trying, like there were parts of me who wanted to rescue, or there were parts of me that wanted to prosecute. And it involved so much of a presence right? Like all the, okay, no, okay, let's go, go and and be holding space for myself. 
And then after a couple of hours, it just Whoa, went, a couple like, hours. You did this for a couple hours. <laughs> Whoa. That's amazing. Of course, I was leaving the house. Sometimes I couldn't like it was it, I had to leave. I was playing with a kid outside, coming back, not not still not there, going out again. And then we went to the beach and then they he went off and he came back and the wall was down. It was, it was suddenly, there was no strategies. There was no roles. And in this moment, I started crying out of relief because it just felt so much. It was just so difficult to be holding all the, doing all this effort all the time. But what I'm realizing recently when I'm not doing this effort, it's tiring and frustrating. And when I'm doing, doing this effort, it's tiring, but rewarding. So mm-hmm. it's still tiring. It still feels like I'm doing, I'm learning this. I'm doing this like conscious incompetence when I'm trying again and seeing if it works and trying again. But I don't know. I don't see any other way. I know what's the, what's the cost of going in love drama. So of course, sometimes I go in love drama. True. I go there. But when I go, I try to turn back or something. I really hold on. Like this day was really about holding on for a couple of hours and saying, no, I'm not having this conversation. No, no, I'm not having this conversation. No, it's not my responsibility. Wow. Yeah, thank you. I mean, the next sentence in the in the paragraph, the next sentence is, your sword of clarity is always, and the word always is in capital letters also, at the man's throat. So all you're doing, this is, I'm saying this because you were saying how tiring it is. It does not have to be tiring. You can learn to do this with just on guard. You're just your sword is at the man's throat. And if he comes at you, he kills himself on his sword, meaning his gremlin. This gremlin comes at you. You're just standing. You're not doing anything. You're being clear. Like you were being clear. And then you don't have to use energy because the sword works by itself. You let the sword work by itself. You let it do its job. And then it's not your problem. If he kills himself on your sword, it is not your problem. Every time Gremlin shows up, you identify it because the sword is there. And you identify it together and publicly. So you don't keep it a secret like you did. You had there was a, somebody else there, a kid there. You were handling this in public. You just go, yes. no, it's not happening because the gremlin has all these ways to like, oh, make you, you have to be nice. I can manipulate you because you're going to be a nice person or something. Fuck that shit. There's this great song by Katie Goodman called Fuck This Shit. Mm. I, I don't know. We should put it a link in this group if you haven't seen it. It's mm. such a great, it's like a national anthem of Possibilica, you know, our, our nano nations. I'm going to, we're going to, she's going to look. It. So it's like you, Transformation happens in public. It's not a secret sideshow. You get this? You really just standing there exactly like you did, just staying there and working it out like you did. It's so it's such a great story you just told us. And it's not a secret sideshow. You learn to instantly detect your sword is there, instantly detecting any gremlin behavior by becoming more and more sensitive to your own gremlin which is what you're doing. You are using your gremlin to catch gremlin. Your sword has two sides, one towards you, one's facing your own neck, and one is that faces your partner's neck. So if you have a sword, it's it's got two sides to it. And it's going both ways. 
And that's why you learn about your own gremlin by working with other people's gremlin like that. And your only conversation is your gremlin attack will not unlock the door to relating with me, period. You get that? Your gremlin attack will not unlock the door to relating with me. Your gremlin strategy simply does not happen here. You use your gremlin as your primary survival strategy. It looks like you are terrified. Nonetheless, the requirement of this space is that every time your gremlin shit comes up, you handle it. You go to your three cell. You go to your possibility team, your EHP dojo, your gremlin transformation coach. You put your gremlin shit on the table with them as ugly as it really is, and you handle it. That's the conversation. So wherever the man goes to get support with his growing up process, clearly not with you, the processes need to be in a mixed group of men and women. So no men's group is radically honest enough to transform this level of gremlin shit. So if a man says, I'm going to go to the men's group and handle this, you just look at him and go, fuck you. You know, this conversation is over. You know, it's just a bullshit answer. I can keep going, but we're running short on time. So three minutes, anything, anything from anybody about this? No men's group is radically honest enough to transform this level of gremlin shit. We can start there next week. Does anybody want to share anything before we head off into our little worlds? I'd like to acknowledge that my second comment to Kian was gremlin and ask for a do-over. And I think the do-over is to not say anything. Because I was telling, not asking. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Jesus, that's that's a really big gremlin. Yeah, I mean, Nazani, go ahead. Yes. And yes, it hurts. Like one minute. It hurts the this man. Um, this man sentence that uh, it's too big. It's it really brings sadness and um, some unconscious uh, anger. You know, I, I read it many times. It's like ah, when I read this, I feel anger. Ah. Yeah, I mean the point, the reason it hits you is because you you've noticed that it, it's like that. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's because it's true that it brings anger, unconscious yeah. anger. Yeah, but this, it's so- this, this hiding, this hiding is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll smear bullshit over you if you smear bullshit over me, and we'll go home and feel good about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. Thank you for being here with us and yourselves and each other and for doing the experiments and playing full out. Thank you for playing full out. I think I think you should drool at least once this week just to be in communion with Ingrid. Just somewhere unexpectedly, 
unexpectedly just start drooling and just go, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting with Ingrid right now. <laughs> so people, people will feel glad. Okay, you guys. Okay, see you next Thank week. You. Bye Thank bye. you. Bye. Thank you.